Our time is six minutes after seven o'clock, and I'm holding up the the welcome scarf. Yeah, you, you, that's you right. can't see it, but it's beautiful. It's uh, just given to us by uh, Chaplain Brad Kenny. It says Soccer Chaplains United, and it's got the uh, logo on it. And uh, Brad, you were saying that uh, when your team comes out on the field. The uh, the the uh, the supporters, fans, yeah, supporters they stand up, hold up their hold scarf, that's which a, would of course here in town say Colorado Rapids. That's right. So you've got your own. This but is cool. We yeah. hold the scarf up this morning in honor of you two. Thank yeah. you guys. Thank you. <laughs> so thank my you. arms are getting tired, so I won't yeah, hold it up right. the entire <laughs> conversation. But thank you for that. That's that's very nice. And uh, a couple other nice gifts here as well. well. Welcome, welcome to the table. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been too long, actually. <laughs> that's uh, right. A lot has changed. You are you're a good friend of uh, the station. You also endorse my book at your name and your little endorsements on my book, so I will never forget you. <laughs> Hopefully the royalties are pouring in for you. <laughs> oh, they're just coming in like, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, I'm ministering to men, and that's the big thing. We're selling some books, but ministry to men, and thanks to you for your help on that yeah. as well. We know who the real royalty is. Right? Oh, yes, right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you brought a friend in. We'll say hello to Ruben Rodriguez. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Thanks for coming. We'll chat more about uh, what you're involved in with all of this in a little bit. But uh, cross-training, uh, we know your organization is cross-training, but now you've kind of uh, got an umbrella name. Talk about that. Yeah, so um, it happened in 2016, actually. I was over for a conference in the U.K., and I sat down with one of the other chaplains for one of the English Premier League teams, and he said, cross-training, that's wonderful. You must do, like, Christian CrossFit. Oh, yeah. And I, I looked down at myself, at my body, and I said, uh, this is not, this is not a CrossFit <laughs> <laughs> and, uh And God impressed on me on that trip. He said, it's time for a change. Huh. And so uh, a good friend of mine that I had worked with at, uh, at the church had um, left to do some branding and consulting, and uh, we met together, and she said, what, what's your story? And we talked about uh, St. Martin of Tours. We talked about what cross-training had hoped to be and who we really serve and minister to. And, and so soccer became, I mean, that's, that's the word, that's the phrase. We, uh, our chaplaincy with uh, the different soccer teams, that, that kind of nailed it. And then chaplains, that's, uh, that's our, the other part of our identity is uh, as chaplains, this is how we look to serve. We look to, as St. Martin did, cover people in the midst of their need and to to just clothe them, kind of as God did um, Adam and Eve in, in the garden. And so it was getting down to that third and, and last word. We needed to figure that out, and um, so united became the word. And uh, we're united around a common code of conduct, uh, it's what governs our chaplaincy. It what, it's what governs our ministry. We're united by a common vision to provide care that considers the whole person. Um, and those things have uh, a buddy of mine did the logo design, which you can see on our website and, and you can see here in, in studio. And um, we just feel really blessed. God's, God's done amazing. That's exciting. Soccer Chaplains United. And would that be .com and that'll get you there? .org. 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 Okay. Soccerchaplainsunited.org. If you're near your computer, you have an opportunity, check that out and see what it's all about. So uh, pretty exciting. And, and how many 
How many chaplains are involved now in this? Yeah, when we began this process in 2017, we had four chaplains. We had two teams. And God has, has blown it up. We uh, Reuben just came on as our 12th or 13th. I, I've kind of lost track now. Really? Um, wow. Great. Yeah, and we have a number of counselors as well. We've just grown. We've added a, a counselor to our network as well. That's another part of what we do. Uh, we have a number of community coordinators as well. They help uh, with uh, liaison between the church and ourselves to uh, equip those churches with equipment, soccer gear, so that when those churches go on their short-term mission trips, um, they've got some things to enhance their ministry, to reach out and speak uh, to the people that they're trying to uh, to reach for the gospel, and, and we can just kind of help them in that way. So we're seeing God do some amazing growth things in all these things. And, and the busy part of the work is when, when I'm not doing the chaplaincy with the Rapids, it's developing uh, chaplaincy at all levels of the sport, throughout North America right now, um, and we can talk more about that later. That there's, is There's exciting. some other things that have opened up, and uh, we're just we're excited to see how God's Well, you've, you've kept your mind open to God's vision, which is a big vision, and, and uh, you're following him, I can tell. Trying to. That's trying exciting. To All right, we'll come back and talk more about that. We'll uh, reintroduce Reuben and talk to him about what he's uh, up to as well. 7.15 our time. You're with the uh, breakfast table here at AM 91. If you're new to the show, maybe uh, you were invited by Brad. I know you invited some people to uh, to be listening in. Welcome to AM 91. We hope you come back often. But uh, enjoying this conversation with Brad and also with Ruben, Pastor Ruben Rodriguez. Uh, we've just got a hello from him, but I think we need to find out a little bit more about how he fits in with all this. Yeah, so um, last year, uh, one of the things the Rapids have allowed us to do from time to time is come in and help with the life skills sessions for the Developmental Academy. So these are uh, young players, age 12 and up, that uh, are vying potentially to become the next pro. And they could be signed to a professional contract at any moment should the club (laughs) deem that uh, appropriate. And um, so... They go through a rigorous uh, schedule and training. Uh, so last year, we're doing a, a life skills session on um, prejudice, and we're talking about um, tools and resources so that when the boys are in the midst of a game, uh, they're not getting sucked into things. They're not using racial slurs. They're understanding how to manage things when those parts of the game start to creep in or, or happen, how to respond well. Mm. And I needed some help. I needed some other facilitators for the group. And um, so I started going through my Rolodex and saying, who do I know that can help me that's good with young people? And uh, Ruben Rodriguez was the guy. That's cool. Ruben, exciting. What did you think when he contacted you? Um, I was pretty excited. Uh, I was a little bit out of the blue. And uh, (laughs) I remember it was middle of the day. And... Um, I'd only had one interaction with Brad before that, um, but I was super excited to get to come and and do it. And um, because of my personality, I kind of like being thrown into situations like that where things are (laughs) a little up in the air and and we get to kind of make of it what we... What what had you been doing? What are some other things that are in your background? So um, I've worked in youth ministry for about 10 years, um, most recently at Cherry Creek Presbyterian Church. Um, I'm planting a church now on East Colfax with a friend of mine. Um, but I've worked in youth ministry for about 10 years. And um, so that had kind of formed the 
the majority of what I've worked in before and my training and, and all of those things. And, and Roy, Ruben captivated these young men. We, we were not in the ideal situation for this life skills session. And I look over and he had just, he had just taken command of the situation and said, Hey boys, let's get in closer, bring in your chairs. Mm-hmm. And he had their attention. And, um, I think too, uh, Ruben's bilingual skills, uh, will help because many of the academy uh, players uh, are Spanish speaking, mm-hmm. and uh, and some of their parents speak no English, and so uh, this becomes a good point in which, as we look to serve and care for uh, for those young boys and for their families, um, Ruben's going to be a great addition to the team, to myself and and our bilingual chaplain that we have, Gerardo. Now you mentioned that every team in the MLS has such an academy. That's right. And, and are they all uh, faith-based or are they all Christian-based? Well, uh, not all of them have academy chaplains. In fact, I think Ruben is the only academy chaplain. Okay, so the uh, academy is not religious-based. No, not at the, all. But they can have a chaplain who influences them. Yes. Ah, yeah. got it. Got so, And that's just been the grace of God that the Colorado Rapids have allowed us to mm-hmm. uh, serve that part of their organization and uh, to serve with chaplaincy and and also with counseling as well. Are you well accepted, Ruben, by, by the team, by the whole organization, as well as by these young people? Yeah, so far everyone has been incredibly welcoming, incredibly gracious with me. So, um, so they see the value of this kind of absolutely. moral training. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think a lot of that is due to what Brad has done over the years, just laying groundwork sure, for that, would be important. That, kind of, uh, that kind of a presence and that kind of... Uh, an inspiration within the team. And Brad, with your background with the Rapids, it strikes me that there must be a long history of uh, them being open to the chaplaincy, the team. Yeah, and and sometimes some some of the ways that that looks is, um, you know, we we deal with things that have um, an impact on one's life that may not be as religious in nature. Uh, for example, this this particular life skills session was about prejudice. Um, we didn't go in and, and use Bible verses to say, you know, this is where God says, you know, don't be prejudiced or love your neighbor. But um, certainly a, a more of a Christian worldview can be somewhat framed or, or we can give tools, uh, remind boys, especially that are Christian in the academy. We can say, remember that your faith is important. And that as you get out, you not only represent the Rapids, but you represent God. You represent Christ. Oh, that's uh, awesome. For wow. people of other faiths, we remind them as well. Mm-hmm. This is this is where uh, your faith tells you that um, you're to be peace, peaceful, uh, to be loving, to be kind. Um, and and those have just been things that I think God has wonderfully orchestrated and kept and preserved and, and, again, kept those doors open. People can find out more, and we're going to talk more about this. In fact, we've asked you to stay into the 8 o'clock hour a little bit, too. There's so much to talk about here this morning, and it, it's fun. It's a Friday. It's a sports weekend. <laughs> Friday. So we're, we're going to turn it into that. But uh, to, to find out more about you, there, there's one place to go, or are there two on the website? One place. Okay. Soccerchaplainsunited.org. Um, we do have an app. Uh, that app uh, we're kind of building out and developing for really for players, for families, for anyone actually though. Um, there's some content on there, and that app is Sock Chaplains. 
um, in the Google and Apple stores. Okay. And you'd love to have people follow you and be praying. Yes. Yeah, we need prayer, financial support. We need need other kinds of support and help as well, but we can talk more about that. Hey, sports lovers, especially soccer fans, my goodness, an opportunity to be praying for a, a tremendous ministry and to encourage Brad and Ruben as well. I was, you know, just kind of wondering what kind of issues are you finding more that are that the young people are dealing with? Is there one thing that bothers them more or that they're having more problems with? Is it, is it parents? Is it dating? Is it drugs? Is it um, what are you finding more? It's all of the above. Um, <laughs> so the um, the challenges are, are similar to challenges that other high schools uh, especially high school students face, mm-hmm. um, just with pressures about trying to figure out, hey, what does success look like? What does effort look like? What does excellence look like? Um, and then added on to that is the pressure to be a essentially professional or semi-professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're seeing is um, just an intense concentration into, hey, this is a major, major part of your life. Um, so you go to school and then you do this. Um, and when young people make a commitment like that, they're, they're, they don't have the bandwidth to make other commitments anymore. Right. Um, so this is truly the thing that they're going to spend the next, you know, 20 hours a week. Uh, you know, for the next six, eight months on. Yeah. Um, Are they getting so, the the family support that they that they need? I think they they get it from their own families, and I also think they get it from the organization. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that the the development academy in specific has been trying to really do is encourage a um, a closer knit group amongst teams, with coaches, with training staff, with all those things. And so I think the, the desire is that. Um, uh, athletes would come into the program and feel cared for and welcomed and also taken care of in a way that they might if they had you know outside friend groups or or the things like that and denise yeah. some some of the challenge with that though is um, because of the way the academy system set up uh, sometimes the rapids will bring in a player from one of their affiliates in um, Albuquerque, uh, in New Mexico area, or South Dakota, or even uh, the the Carolinas. And so sometimes families will send their son to Denver, uh, Mm -hmm. live with a host family, and he goes to school and he plays. He goes to school and he plays. He goes to school and he plays. And he's not around his original nuclear family. Mm -hmm, And and so sometimes one of the ways we as chaplains are supporting is by um, being an additional support because mom and dad are living in another state. They're working so that they can uh, make sure that their son can can try and live out this dream. Do you become a liaison between that that student, that player, and their family back at home, too, in some ways? Sometimes sometimes a chaplain does, Um, and and sometimes a chaplain can build a good rapport. Our our bilingual chaplain, Gerardo, who works with me at the first team, is helping with one of the academy uh, boys and and his family. And they live out of state, uh, they're Spanish-speaking. And and he's just has some opportunity to again speak into life and uh, walk alongside of and so now you have three three men three godly men three chaplains that are hopefully serving and speaking into not just these young boys' lives but into these families' lives mm, and wow. um, it's there's some really powerful things happening. I had no idea the focus and commitment that goes oh, into yeah. this. It's, it's incredible. Tremendous. 
Pastors and Chaplain uh, Brad and Ruben will join us a little bit uh, in the 8 o'clock hour as well. We want to set up something, though, the 2020 vision. Tell us what that is, and then we'll give details in the 8 o'clock. Yeah, really, the 2020 vision is our vision to grow the number of chaplains that we have serving in the sport of soccer across all levels in in the U.S. And, and I li- I'm now saying and beyond. Um, there was a there's something that's come up in the last uh, little bit. Um, we've had some folks reach to us uh, overseas, mm. and, and we're thinking, wow, God, what what's going on here? We're wondering <laughs> if it's maybe our Macedonian man call. Yeah, wow. And so we're, we're looking into some of those things, and we can talk about those in the next hour. And soccer is everywhere in the world. Yeah, I mean, and oh it's, it's the global game. So yeah. as 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 we go out, as we move out, we're, we're just seeing so many connections. And um, I don't know if I have time to share a quick little story, but um, one of our former chaplains was back in his home country. And one of the players that had been in Major League Soccer is there now as a general manager of one of the teams. And they they met, they started talking, and he said, well, I used to be the chaplain with the Rapids, and I served with with Brad and and they started talking and he said we might like a chaplain here. Uh-huh. Wow. So uh, when we picked the name Soccer Chaplains United, I I kind of knew. Oh, I don't know. Should it be football? Should it be football? Chaplains yeah, United? Yeah. You know what right. should it be? But but um, God always has a bigger idea and bigger vision than we do originally, and so we're we're expecting to explore that with Him and understand what that is as part of our 2020 vision. All right. We'll talk more about that and where this is all going and a couple of other things, too, in uh, the early part of the 8 o'clock. Everything we do, we do for the glory of God, as the Scripture says, and that's what we want, too. And so many ways to do that in every aspect of life, including sports. And we've always uh, admired sports chaplains because you have such a uh, tremendous opportunity. Not an easy one, but a great opportunity. And a couple of them are sitting here with us. If you've just joined us, Reverend Brad Kenny, uh, founder and executive director of Soccer Chaplains United, uh, right here in our area is the base for that, but it's reaching out, and we're going to talk about that. And then Pastor Ruben Rodriguez, uh, who is the chaplain for Colorado Rapids Developmental Academy, which uh, involves young people and getting them into the sport. And uh, uh, he's also the pastor of a brand-new church that's starting out, the uh, Sacred Grace uh, Church on East Colfax. So welcome again, guys. Great to uh, have you at the table. Thanks for having us. 2020 vision, we introduced that in the last hour, and this really, I mean, soccer, football, football is all over the world and growing, I guess, and now maybe God is saying to you guys, you've got some signs that you're going to be part of that in terms of chaplaincy. Right, uh, Roy, it's it's really interesting. At the second division of soccer in pro soccer in the U.S., there are, I think right now, last I counted, 15 to 20 teams that do not have a chaplain. Hmm. And then you go into the to the third tier of professional soccer and there's more teams and then you get into the what's called the PDL or the player development league. These are essentially teams that kind of form up for a couple months made up of college players. Uh again, guys trying to get into the pros, guys trying to play out the game. Um there's there's over 40 teams uh that don't have a chaplain 
with, with in that level of soccer, and then and then you get into the collegiate side, you get into uh, the DA, the the youth club soccer system, and what what we're seeing more and more is parents are on the sidelines, families are on the sidelines on Sunday mornings, on Saturdays, and and they're not in church, they're not mm-hmm. in, in places of healthy worship and community, and so it. It helps to have a pastoral presence, to have a chaplain who can represent God and and be a connection to help connect that family back into mm-hmm. faith, to connect them back into church. And so we feel that God's put on us uh, a vision to grow the number of chaplains that we have uh, across all those levels of, of, of the sport of soccer uh, here in the U.S. and maybe even beyond. Uh, right now we're in talks with a, a local Christian college to bring a chaplain on with their uh, with their soccer team. We're talking with a youth club in Kansas. Um, uh, uh, there's uh, one of our board members is uh, is a board member at Dort College in Iowa, and so you see a lot of these um, collegiate teams that don't have a, a chaplain presence, and um, and this becomes a, a, a space where we want to serve and speak into mm-hmm. and grow and develop. And so uh, there's a lot of opportunity, and we're looking to double our numbers by 2020. Wow. Uh, maybe you can answer this one, uh, Ruben. Why would a, would a school like that, why would a college, why would they want a chaplain? Absolutely. So um, I think one of the things that uh, is not only true in life but also in sport is um, the better the character of the player, the better player they are. Um, and I think the desire of teams, whether they be collegiate or professional or amateur, is to have the best players available. And one of the things that we know is that when players are taken care of, when they are um, not just taking care of their physical bodies, but they're taking care of their character, they're taking care of their emotional needs, they're taking care of all those things, they perform better on a team. So from a team's perspective, from a managerial perspective, it pays off to have somebody who's there who is not the coach, is not in management, um, who can help walk a player through difficult times or emotional turmoil or just be as somebody who's an extra support and an encouragement to a player to say, hey, you've got this or we're behind you or I'm rooting for you. Um, And the dividend of that is seen on the field on game day. Yeah, I, I tell a lot of coaches. I say, look, coach, um, as a chaplain, I don't make playing decisions. I don't make contractual decisions, uh, and and we can put arms around that person, whomever they be. Uh, even even when they leave the club, we can still put uh, an arm around them and encourage them and support them and point them back to life, point them back to Christ. And um, and that's that's the beauty of our role. That's the sometimes challenge of our role as well. Uh, the way that you can reach uh, both of these guys is SoccerChaplainsUnited.org, their website, SoccerChaplainsUnited.org, or the app, uh, SOC, S-O-C-C, SOC Chaplains. Uh, either way, you can get through to them. Uh, do you speak at... Churches or anywhere? Yeah, sometimes groups. we get requests to come in and speak to a youth group or mm-hmm. to speak to a church. Um, uh, we we utilize too. We're always looking for church partners to financially support support the work that we're doing, and then we want to turn around and use the soccer gear and equipment that comes through our hands to help that church go and do ministry as well. And and we're also developing those church partnerships because sometimes when there's a need with the the lower division teams and the clubs 
um, those families and players sometimes don't have the resources and and the church can become this wonderful uh, as a body of Christ they be they become the hands and feet that can serve. Mm. And so sometimes we'll have a, a player who goes through an injury and we can call on the church, hey, can we get a meal train? Hey, can we get some uh, some furniture to help furnish this apartment for, you know, some of these guys are playing on contracts of $500 a month for mm. eight months. It's it's a really low wage. Um, and maybe the team's given them a, a an apartment or something. But now we can we can come to the church and say, help us just love on these people. Wow, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Fifteen now after eight. I, I'm wondering because it seems to me there are a lot of opportunities for the community to get involved, parents to get involved, or just uh, maybe some, maybe um, even a retired person who's looking to get involved with youngsters, but not necessarily you know being a chaplain because we're talking about. An awful lot of soccer players. Yeah, Denise, it's, and that's been one of the things as we've formed Soccer Chaplains United. We, we kind of say we have these three branches, chaplaincy, counseling, and what we call community or community coordinators. And so um, many times the conversations that are starting to emerge is people will come and say, I want to help. I've been the soccer mom. I've been the soccer dad. I've seen the need. I see the need on the sidelines. And so mm-hmm. uh, we have uh, been working with and creating uh, ways in which we can help provide that care. Because a chaplain in and of themselves cannot provide that care alone. You Sometimes right. a chaplain can provide um, the care, uh, the pastoral support. But, but there's so many other uh, things, that ways that this gets played out. And so... Uh, even one of my conversations later today will be with someone about coming on board and, and how can I help and how can I support. And we have this, uh, you know, our community coordinator position is helping uh, get meals for, for people that, you know, maybe they go through an injury or a crisis or and, and they're disconnected from the church. They're disconnected from healthy community life. And and sometimes the only community that they have is their soccer team, the local mm-hmm. youth club. And so that's one of the things that we're we're working to develop more and more, and and to see how God works through that, uh, as a chaplain kind of mobilizes and deploys people out to provide care and provide support. Even even at the DA level, we've got a few host families that are Christian, and they're the ones saying, "Let us open our homes." Wonderful. Uh, they're saying I love that. we we want to create a good, safe environment, and so. Sure. Um, when when those players come from out of state or uh, maybe even out of country, those families are the ones because they already have the ideas of hospitality and generosity. Those things have been fostered through their own Christian faith. Sure, um, those become things where the chaplain realizes, okay, I can't do this myself. I need others to help, mm-hmm. and that's and that's why we want to encourage people to reach out to us because I, I even tell um, you know. I've got some great grandmas that support Soccer Chaplains United, and um, they send me the the prayer support. They they send financial support because they know their their uh, grandkids are playing this game. Their grandkids are facing this pressure, and they're mm-hmm. they're underneath this um, this intensity. And so uh, those grandmas become a great sense of support for Soccer Chaplains United because they become the prayer warriors. 
uh, and, and they become the enablers, they become the activators so that we can spend time and care for and look after their their families. And, I just uh, love this. And as a sport, just gains popularity here in the United States and other places as well, but especially here in the United States, there's more opportunity for people to get involved and come alongside the chaplains. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that is true. And uh, churches can get involved, as you said, and individuals can get involved as well in a lot of different ways. So, hey, uh, pick up on this. Uh, uh, give can, can anyone give you a call, or would you prefer uh, email? Or yeah, shoot, shoot me an email. My email is very simple. It's brad at soccerchaplainsunited.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can contact us through our website as well. Uh, soccerchaplainsunited.org. Uh, there's some contact forms on there that you can fill out. Um, our, we have an app as well. Uh, again, we're, some of these things are still developing, still growing. The idea, though, is is so many of these these young people are traveling to play games. Can we create uh, some some resources to connect them back to uh, to God and back to their faith and you know, working with Ruben as well to kind of understand how can we reach better yeah. uh, young people today. They're they're very much into electronics. They're very much connected uh, socially and digitally. How do we serve and minister to a digital age? Uh, those become just part of our our growth right. our growth points. Get involved if you can, or if you know somebody, get him in touch with uh, Brad Kenny, Reverend Brad Kenny. So a great opportunity. And uh, Ruben, thank you for coming in as well. Ruben Rodriguez, any final thought from you? Yeah, um, just piggybacking off of what Brad said. Um, just if if you're out there and you feel moved, um, there is a way for you to be involved. Um, ah, whether that's you know, giving or prayer or um, just coming alongside and encouraging yeah. um, or even doing something in your own neighborhood, there is a way for you to get involved, and it's incredibly important. Well, you guys are very busy at this, uh, serving the Lord, and I want to thank you for that. But uh, the the call goes out, help! Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could use some help. So thanks so much for coming in, both of you.